0: hello and welcome to season four episode four of the we move experience podcast the podcast where you learn practical and effective ways of dealing with setbacks on your path to success i'm your host dumelo biani and today on the show i'm joined by nogutula maume she's a professional nurse and a talented aspiring musician Nokuthula shares with us her experience of being part of season 18 of the South African Idols and winning a golden ticket on her very first attempt of auditioning for the show. She also spoke about the challenges that came with making it into the theater week and fighting for a spot in the top 12, how she adjusted back to her normal life after the competition as well as her plans and ambitions to still be part of the music industry. Hope you'll enjoy the show.
1: hi welcome to my show hi T, how are you it's good to, it's good to be here honestly <laughs> oh so it's it's it's
2: been a minute uh and i feel like it's one that's been overdue i've wanted to do this but i i wanted to also give you a moment to just like uh come come back to terms with the fact that the experience you went to you went through has has come to an end and also to, to just take it in as well and appreciate the amount of good work you've done so far and not jump straight mm. into it while you were coming out of it because that would be like maybe using you for cloud and I didn't want to do that to you. Oh, that's so
0: sweet.
2: No, I appreciate that. In catching up, I wanted to find out just the very honest, simple terms. How is it being part of the work in class? Let's begin there before we jump into the music and everything.
1: It's a... F- scam oh my god I cannot believe at some point in our lives we wanted to grow out I cannot believe it <laughs> it's a scam but it's a scam that pays off at the end of the day figuratively yeah. and literally you know um I I say literally for me specifically because I am in the healthcare sector I'm a professional mm-hmm, nurse. Mm-hmm. um and I specialize in midwifery so you know, I bring babies to the world and all of that. So it is so rewarding that at the end of your shift, you know, see all my world, I actually brought in five souls that leads to the spirit. So it's really rewarding, in mm. the same breath, exhausting. But I mean, come on, what isn't you know? I think mentioning it
2: that you're working in the um in the health industry, I wanted to ask about how like you are a second generation health worker meaning your mom is also a nurse and um, how much of an influence was she in you choosing your career?
1: I think she was the biggest honestly speaking because from the get-go my mother was that person I'd see when she gets back from work she'd tell you all about what happened and you know that's how I never got a bicycle by the way because <laughs> she'd seen each and every type of accident and this and that So I would take interest in that. You know, she'd Mm -hmm. tell all of us, but I took specific interest in that. Like, I wanted to know what happened and how did she deal with that and this and that. Like, I was really involved. So I think subconsciously, in as much as I didn't know, this is where I would end up. But Mm -hmm. subconsciously, that seed was planted, you know. And I think as I grew up, I also grew into it and I took an interest in it. And lo and behold, I'm here today weirdly enough you saying that you took
2: all all of what she was telling you maybe also being fatigued of work from work but also telling you about the horrific accidents and stuff that she deals with you took that and still made something out of it instead of saying that is exactly where i'm not going because it looks like it's too much so (laughs) how did you find the positives and all what she was saying and what is really that interesting that pulled you through in what she was she was telling you as you you you're hearing stories from her work
1: I think it's wanting to do it and understanding the rewards that it brings and understanding the change that you're literally making in people's lives. I think for me, that stood out far more than her aching feet at the end of the day that I would have to rub and wash, by the way, um, it far outweighed, you know, all the negatives that she told me happened or happened on a daily basis at work. Mm. So I think for me, that was enough to decide, we would say, okay, actually, I might actually like this. And so I ventured into it. Initially, I wanted to be a doctor. So (laughs) I don't know if you're still going to get there, but so far as it stands, honestly, I'm content. I am so happy in what I do.
2: I mean, you are one of the well I, let me not say a few but like myself included i always saw myself you know that growing up i want to be a doctor i want to be in the health industry and then you find yourself drifting as you grow up as you learn more as you find out about mm. um salaries and what people get paid you start shifting a bit and you seem to have not shifted mm. too far in a sense that you could still end up to at the same goal that you had as as growing up because i wanted to ask was this always the plan was mm. were there other attempting careers that you were like Mm, Sounds good on
1: paper, but I'm not going for it. In in all honesty, nursing was sort of like, I don't want to say plan B, Mm -hmm. but initially, 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 I wanted to venture into music because as you might know, I do sing. But you know, coming from a black African household, um, my mother did understand the vision. She did understand that I really do like this. But then she advised me, which okay, my child. I understand this is what you like and this is what you want to do but looking at the industry and how how it goes and how everything is you might want to have a solid something to fall back into you know mm-hmm. so I had to sit down with myself and really think well, see what do I actually like and what would I be so comfortable in doing for the rest of my life if push came to shove you know mm-hmm. And I guess that's how I naturally gravitated you know, to help because that really was what I've loved for the longest time. So that was that. So music was the thing, but then it didn't happen like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, with, with, like having now brought music up, I wanted to ask, like, how did you keep the, the talent and the art um, still in check and still practicing and singing even though it wasn't encouraged to be your first option? Like, did you sing? Mm-hmm. Uh, at church did you sing at school like how how did you nurture the talent itself
1: it all happened naturally as cliche as it might sound but i wasn't really intentional as to oh my god i have to keep this thing alive like oh my god you know Mm. so it happened naturally yes i did sing at church as well i would sing at school obviously in the school choirs and whatnot price givings um so I did somehow manage to keep it, you know, alive in that sense. Um, yeah, and that's how it is. And then it kept on growing with that until eventually I ventured into this big thing, which is the highlights of my life. So, yeah, it, it managed to stay afloat. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: what was the push then that led you to say, you know what, now I'm going to go... Um... <laughs> audition for idols and see
1: how it works and was this your first ever audition before you got the uh, golden ticket it was actually so backstory is that i've always wanted to go on idols this i knew for a fact Mm -hmm. like all my years in university i knew eventually i'm gonna want to but then i put it on pause because like i had so much faith that i'm gonna win idols and then i'm gonna be a big star and all of that so i Mm -hmm. had that faith but then Considering the fact that I was still in school, had I ventured into that, I would have to leave school prematurely to focus on music. So I just wanted to finish what I had started and then start something new. Hence, I only went last year, whenever it was my last year of being, But not this year. I was done with school already. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a random moment. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I did not plan it. I did not plan it. So I was just chilling on my bed, minding my own business, scrolling on social media. And then I saw the post, like idols made a post, hey, auditions are open if you want to grab the opportunity. And I thought, hmm, you know, what harm could this possibly do? When I tell you that I hadn't even showered. (laughs) (laughs) when I submitted my audition tape, I tell you the truth. So it was so impromptu for me. I was like, ah, you know, let me just give this a shot either way anyway. And so I submitted my 30 second video and the rest was history. Next thing I was on TV, (laughs) fighting for my life. (laughs) I mean, you make it sound
2: so easy because some people who end up making it to the shows that, that get aired, can tell you this is my third time this is my fifth time i was here five years ago mm. and had to grow in between and here you are saying you mm. just woke up and gave it a shot and it worked how, like i swear to how god how much of the faith you had in yourself played a part and also knowing that you have nothing to lose because you have this um career that you can always fall back on to helped you not put too much pressure on yourself in the audition phase for, as well
1: definitely that was definitely the case so yeah now I'm, when I think about it in retrospect I'm like oh my words how what was I thinking and it literally just and I think everything happening so easily in terms of my auditions and whatnot I was sure would oh, it's fate it's gonna happen I'm taking this mm-hmm. home but then it happened otherwise and I cried like a baby on television because <laughs> <laughs> because like I want to
2: understand the process where it kind of to us the audience looked like overnight. Like first of all, we don't we didn't know sure. that you submitted the tape and suddenly you're now on our TVs and you're telling us that you got a golden ticket. And you kind of have to now switch your life a bit for those few weeks where you are at the competition where you can't go to work or you have to, to ask for, for permission to leave work. How was that whole phase where you had to change a little bit of your life in a in an instant so that you can be fully in this competition?
1: Yo, um, at the time, I wasn't necessarily busy and, you know, at work as such. Mm. So getting away wasn't really a big thing for me. So I was I was a bit flexible at the time. So mm. I wasn't really affected in that manner. But the competition itself, the behind the scenes, like we actually mentioned, you just see an overnight thing. But oh my God, the mental... The physical, the emotional aspects of the competition in itself are just overwhelming, honestly speaking. And if you aren't strong-minded, you are going to get swallowed out there. Like the industry in itself, I got a glimpse into it. And it was like a defining moment for me, Do I actually really want to venture into this or... Was it just presented so beautifully, and then I wanted it, it's not really knowing what goes on behind the scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you kind of have to have a strong intervention to into all of that kind of thing. But yeah, I think it was worth it, honestly speaking. And as much as I went through all the stuff that I did, I still think I wanna test everything out and see how far I go in there.
2: Yeah, and I think this would be maybe giving a scoop to people by, say, by asking, would you then, if you want to give it a shot, would you go through the same process of, I'm going to re-enter idols and try again, or are you now going to think of, because um, I know so many success stories of people who never won the idols, that it's not the only way to get there. So, which, if you were to, to try and um, reactivate again your singing uh, career and path, would you go about it by entering the competition again, or would you now use the knowledge you've had and the connections you probably made to get there?
1: I think I I would join the competition just one more time, just literally one more time, and then from there spread my wings and see where I fall into. Because if I do, I think it would be a point where I decide if I'm going with health, or I'm going into the industry, one of the two. Mm. So then I know Uwuti, once I enter the competition, from there I'm actively going to want to see and do and, you know, get myself more out there. So I think I would go via the competition. Just watch one more time. Just one more time. And that's it. Just one more time. (laughs) And and
2: to everyone listening, she didn't say she's entering idols next year so don't look for her if she's not (laughs) there but if she's there you've had it here first as well i'm gonna take the credit go for it but not next year oh god
1: no you know there's these what
2: if questions that i have especially for people who've entered like um competitions like this one where i'm asking myself it's like what if you made it to the top 12 top 10 like how much of that would have already pulled you out of health and that one more um week in the competition how much of that would have exposed you to more would have encouraged you to keep uh to keep uh doing music because then my next question would have been how did things change coming back to life outside the competition knowing that you were almost to that next level of live shows and everything
1: sure um i think i'm i'm, I'm very good at like switching things off like mm-hmm. once mentally, I tell myself, okay, this didn't happen like this. It's fine. It's over. That's it. So I didn't quite really allow it to like change the whole trajectory of my thoughts or my whole mm-hmm. life in its entirety. I sort of took it as it didn't happen and that's it. So uh, where there was a lot of attention, um, I received a lot of recognition um, from people I know and don't know, like I'd literally walk around in the mall and be like, hey, aren't you this and this? I'm like, oh God, yes, it is me. But for me, that's as far as it goes. So until I actively try to get back in that space again, I haven't really allowed it to be a part of, you know, I've, I've just let it slide, honestly speaking, until next time or until I decide otherwise. I mean, the reason
2: I'm asking this is because um it so happens that when people enter such like competitions of this nature, it it kinda like breaks that wall between the life I lived before I entered the competition and after and leaves people in this space is like, am I now supposed to, to 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 be a public figure or am I still the mm-hmm. person who I was before I left and it it can really make one fall into a space of depression. I was like, oh my god, everyone right. knows me, but I don't think I'm as, as successful as they per, mm-hmm. um, perceive me to be. And what you've just mentioned right now is super key that you have to know and put like limits. to so, okay, cool. That was that moment, and it's gone. And now I'm gonna rebuild from this from this angle. And that's that's very profound for from someone as young as you as well mm-hmm. to be able to <laughs> call those shots
1: right no definitely i think that's very important because it's very easy to get sucked into attention and sucked into the spotlight so that you end up losing your own identity and everything else that defines you basically so knowing where to draw the lines and set the limits i think that'll just change your life basically yeah. so yeah i think i was sort of successful in doing that
2: and and something that um Unfortunately, it didn't happen, that I wanted to include as part of this, uh, this interview was to ask, because uh, you were supposed um, a few weeks ago to have, I'm not sure if it was going to be your first, but a performance in our hometown um, mm. at, a, at a Praise, uh, Matatele uh, Praise Fest, of which it got cancelled due to reasons that I, we're not going to mention here. Like how was yeah. how was, how was the feeling um leading up to the event, like knowing that it's a homecoming event for you and oh since, the idols, like how was that as well?
1: Yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster, honestly speaking. I was excited, I was nervous, I was Jay, a whole mix of emotions. I was excited specifically because obviously I'm getting to do something that I like and I'm doing it in my hometown where everyone knows and got to love me and people are so proud of me and all of that. But I was also nervous at the fact that it's my hometown. (laughs) You know, there's going to be, there's so much pressure that was around it, so much expectation and airway in... It's such a concert, if I can put it like that, where you're praising God, obviously it's not about you, but you can't ignore the fact that, oh my God, I was on television, and now I'm home, so everybody's going to expect this sort of and level off, you know, so that did put a lot of pressure on me, and I think that's what made me most nervous above everything else. So, those are the emotions, and um, but I was excited, you know, I was looking forward to it, like I I wanted to just get out there and do my thing, you know. Until unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, it was cancelled. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was it was a bummer. I was excited about it, but gay, you know, fate is fate at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. that was that. But yeah, I, I
2: was I was looking forward to see how the reception is and how you feel about it, and also the fact that sure. mostly. Like, I knew you were singing mostly um, in a praise and worship type of sense. And when I saw you in Idols, it was a little bit of a surprise. But then I remember Brendan <laughs> Praise and Kayam Teto also entered the competition and still came back to do the music that they liked, even though they were in this um, yeah. this competition. I was like, I can see the relation. And I like the relation. And also, mm. did, did they, that also give you a little bit of uh, push and confidence that you it's it's not really you changing what you you love and the type of music you try to you you make and perform Mm -hmm. it's just you having the experience of being in the industry and being in front of people as well
1: yeah definitely because i went into the competition knowing coming out of it this is a genre that i'll that i'd love to ideally branch into so the fact that it's uh, a Competition where you sing literally anything and everything, that didn't really phase me because I knew we'd say, okay, it's just the process. Just do it, get it over and done with, and then grow and bloom in what you really want to do. And for me, that was gospel and the classics and perhaps even jazz. I don't know. So that didn't phase me because Nyani, as you mentioned, Babu Kaya Mateito, Brendan Praise, there's Oyanga Sobeto as well. She is doing great. You know in the industry so for me it was just a step to get to basically
2: i think one thing that that um i mean we come from a small town if one of us um makes it to the highest level of anything it could be mm. someone is like a grandmaster in chess if we know they're from home we're all are really behind and it gives us that level of hope of like oh if she from three houses from where I live was able to get there possible for me. And I think that's something that you, I gave respect from people like in, in young people's lives to say that it is just to yourself and do stuff. And that's something that I, that, that I wanted to, to make sure that I bring up in this conversation that what you did was brave from your side, but what it did for the town, what it did for the people without you knowing and using that as a reason for entering is bigger than what sure. you could ever imagine. And, I hope that it helps unearth more talent from where we come from because I, I root for hometown forever.
1: <laughs> Definitely, always, all the time. Yo, yeah, no, you speak the truth. I never thought that I, ono Tula Maume, could be a role model to so many people because after it happened, I had so many reach outs. Like, oh my God, you made us so proud. We're so happy. Um, you put us on the map, you know, as, as they phrase it. You put us mm. out there, and our our children can also grow from that. This and that. Like I had so many people coming up to me, and I didn't even imagine the magnitude of impact I was making by just taking a step into what my what my dreams are. Basically, I didn't think it would it would make such a big difference in my hometown specifically. So, yeah, I know definitely was a was a step forward for all of us, not just myself
2: and I think had you thought about it like that during the, uh, while it was happening, you might have put yourself in an unnecessary pressure position where you're like, I'm doing it for other people. And like this, making it a little bit selfish and about yourself. Definitely. You kind of like scaling it to what it actually is. And the impact is not your responsibility. But now since you've came back and everyone is looking up to you, did that add a little bit of pressures? Like, okay, now I need to address myself in a certain way because everyone is looking and watching. Because these... Like, we we, we we get to see the the front side or the front end of these um, competitions, but we don't realize how much they change people's um, lives and how much now you, you bear a, a responsibility that you didn't even ask mm. for. Like, did that now make you have to behave a certain way in public, have to not do what you usually do, which I don't even know, but like, did it change <laughs> you a little bit?
1: I at uh... Not significantly I wouldn't say. Because I'm just naturally like a reserved person in my corner just doing my own thing. So mm-hmm. I didn't find myself having to become just okay and become a role model. Like, oh my god, there's a five year old somewhere watching me. Oh my god, I have to no, I, I didn't find myself pressured to become anything that I'm not really. So since then I have nothing's changed about me. Um the same person I still do the same stuff in the same way so I don't appreciate to become something else or become someone else so no I, I don't think it has
2: <laughs> no, that, that's that's really uh, good to hear but it is really like it's it is something that that needs to be spoken about because one would go out to enter because they want to change their lives in a positive way yeah. and Then they come back and there's these pressures where people will see you in town looking very regular they expect you to be someone else and Uh take that to your mind and like we speak about uh, men, men, uh you know um mental um health and everything and small things like these are overseen because they're like oh yeah we just saw you on tv yesterday tomorrow we see you at home and we expecting you to be as laminated as pampered up as you were on screen and some people take it to mind and they think okay now i have to live up to this and I'm glad that you're still keeping it real either way. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, the next segment of um the show was the end. I have like five rapid fire questions. I call them rapid fire, but you're allowed to still take your time in answering them. They're basically <laughs> okay. around your mentality, how you work, how you bring yourself back to order. And yeah, I'll just go through them and you answer uh, from the top and as you, as you wish.
1: Of course. Do it.
2: So the first one says, if you're failing to be uh, consistent in either your workspace or personal space, what other attributes um help you get back on track?
1: Yo, my, my, my dreams, my goals, I swear to God, they slap me right in the face. And when I think about those, and I think if I slumber now, I am suffering, honestly, in the future. So I think my dreams and my goals and my they keep you in check basically so yep dreams and goals <laughs> so, um,
2: okay this one says um, give us your all-time favorite what is hot right now and what is under your radar when it comes to books podcasts, or documentaries
1: oh my god oh my god um i'm not a <laughs> i'm not a Booky type of person, um. But podcast wise, I think I'd say the dwaba and the Brendan Praise thingy that they do, I yeah. follow that quite a bit. So I do vibe with that. Book wise, the only series of book I've ever read was the Francine Rivers. So kudos to her. And documentary wise, I I'm not I'm not that I don't vibe with that. So nothing's under my radar
2: regarding any of that. <laughs> oh, no. And this no. is just me trying to pick your brain and know where you draw inspiration, where, where you draw like, um, you know, but like, as you've mentioned, if you're not a, a avid uh, documentary person, it's it's really okay. We don't have to person. Cool. Next question says, if you, so if you have the opportunity to deliver a message to your future self, so 20 years from now, what would you want yourself to know about your current efforts?
1: I would want her to know that what I'm doing now is not in vain, and I can be proud of myself for how far I've gotten. Like, thinking of the things that I'm currently going through now and how I'm actively trying to get out of them and deal with them, that... It was all worth it and I've grown so much from it and I should never undermine my abilities and capabilities. That I should stop doubting myself and that I got it and I've got what it takes. So I think, I think I'd think i give myself a pat in the back, honestly speaking, because the girl's doing things that need to be done. And in 20 years from now, I'm gonna be so proud of myself.
2: Ah, that's lovely to hear. So, um, yeah, question number four switches things a little bit. It says, if we could switch roles and you get to interview me, what one question would you ask me?
1: Hmm. Sheesh, these questions. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would ask you, are you happy in life with your decisions, with how far you've come? Are you content? Is there anything you would change? <laughs> are, you, are you good? this is this is that one uh, question where it's like
2: let's say three months from now or three months behind or six months behind maybe you could hear a different um answer but currently at this particular point you know i'm content with with what's happening with decisions i'm taking with what type of a parent and a husband that i am that i think recently I realized it was like okay six years ago I, we deci- I decided I'm gonna move this side i want to get married and all that and now reflecting mm-hmm. back like this week I had to like a good chance of reflecting back and I'm like I'm actually happy like the dreams I had as a child are definitely not how things look right now but this is actually where oh, I'm wow. supposed to be right now and there's nothing to compare to when I'm happy with my life. So yes, you could have asked me this maybe six months ago or given you a different answer because things were yeah. looking different back then. But right now at this moment, I'm really content with my life. So thanks for asking. Like, it's really a good one. Oh,
1: that's gorgeous. That is gorgeous. I'm happy to hear it. love to hear it. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yeah, the final question says, um,
0: yeah, finish this sentence. The reason I cannot quit is because
1: the reason I cannot quit is because I cannot keep letting myself down. So got to keep it moving, got to pick myself up, no matter how shabby it gets. But I just got to keep going. I can't keep on letting myself down. So I think, yeah, power to me like (laughs) that.
2: Yeah, and yeah. So just like that, we've reached the end of the show and it's, it's so like, I love this rapid fire questions at the end because they, they right? get, someone gets to think about, okay, <laughs> cool. Can I, re- like, I'm forcing people to reflect on what they've done so far, Jeez. why are they still doing stuff? And it might not come across as that to people at the moment. I'm asking the questions, but the answers tell me that people really got to, at least for a change, think about why am I still doing yeah. the things I'm doing? And I'm I'm loving the answers that I'm getting every season. They get better. They get more specific. Some people tell you exactly because I have bills to pay. Because, you know, it doesn't sure. have to be very ph- philosophical. It could be really exactly the reason why I'm doing it. That's all. And so I'm really happy to hear your thoughts on some of these questions. And uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad to have had you on the show. Definitely. I'm happy to have
1: been on the show. I'm actually enjoying this. I think we could do this
2: more often i don't know <laughs> yeah it is also like uh low-key my way of catching up with people so it does serve a greater purpose than just the show as well for myself of course yeah i know i
1: loved it thank you
2: so much for having me too. yeah so in closing off um i asked people to plug their their socials so where can people find you if you want people to find you on the socials and on the internet
1: of course, people can find me on a few social media platforms. I'm on Instagram as noctula_tingi. That's T-I-N-G-I. I'm on Facebook as sis noctula, and that's it. <laughs> on Twitter, i just I just stalk people on Twitter. So. <laughs>
2: yeah, if if we if we had time, I was gonna ask why sis noctula, but we're gonna let that one slip <laughs> and, <laughs> and close the show for and... another day. And hope that people will will <laughs> will then ask you and when they when they connect, what's 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 the connections between them. But I really enjoyed this one, and hope you have a great day.
1: I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me,
0: Thank you very much for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the We Move Experience Podcast.